you're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Hi, I'm Tyson Franklin, and welcome to this week's episode of Podiatry Marketing. With me, as always, is my co-host, Big Jim Mack. How are you doing today, Jim? Tyson, I'm doing well. Uh, loving life. Things are good in Montreal. I've got no complaints. That's good. And last week, I can't believe, I celebrated my 25th wedding anniversary. That's a did milestone. You get in trouble for, for, did you get in trouble for not mentioning it on the podcast? Or uh... Oh, last week. Yeah, I was supposed to mention it last week. That, <laughs> hey, this week is my wedding anniversary. And I had it wrote, written down to actually mention it too, because my wife occasionally will listen to some of the stuff that I do. <laughs> so I didn't mention it. But if she listens to this episode, she goes, oh, isn't that nice? He mentioned our 25th wedding anniversary. <laughs> You are a sweetheart. Definitely, you'll score some brownie points with uh, with that mention. Uh, I'm a little bit behind you. I think uh, what this is number fourteen for me. So it was only yesterday I was wearing a t-shirt that I now know I've had for twenty five years <laughs> because I bought it uh, when we were on our honeymoon in Hawaii. Nice, and it is still going strong. I reckon I'll have yeah, it for amazing. another twenty five years at least. <laughs> It'll come back into fashion by then. I don't think it ever went out of fashion. My wife disagrees, <laughs> but I think it's still looking pretty good. So, Jim, what well, are we gonna, what are we going to talk about today? Yeah, so today we're going to talk about kind of getting started with patient video testimonials. You know, I think everywhere we look on the internet, um, on phones, on computers, you know, videos are kind of everywhere. And probably one of the most effective ways that uh, you can kind of communicate with you know potential patients and build trust in your local community is when you know. You know, you have these patient video testimonials, and and while I know you know this is probably more of a North American centric uh, topic, you know, both you know it's it's kind of uh, it's legal to do in the U.S. and in Canada, UK as well. I, I know, I think the UK, yeah, the UK as well. Yeah, Australia will get arrested. Okay, um, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> we but don't get arrested. We just get, I don't, don't want to send anybody into the audience from Australia in, into prison. But at the same time, you know, some of these lessons that we talk about can be um, utilized. You know, if you're going to talk about your own services, you know, obviously there's a difference between you talking about what you do and what when patients talk about uh, talk about you and the service you provide. But some of the, there's some kind of corresponding lessons that can be used for both. But you know, really today we're going to talk about you know how do you create effective uh, you know video testimonials for your podiatry clinic. You know, and kind of how that involves, you know, careful planning, execution, and how do you kind of edit these down to ensure that these testimonials are, you know, engaging your local patients, you know, providing you know, information that's that's helpful to them and really come off as, you know, being authentic because, you know, sometimes that's one of the kind of complaints you hear is like, well, I, you know, if a patient's talking about me, they're going to know that, you know, that uh, I, you know, I, ch- I kind of cherry picked, you know, these patients to come in and talk about yeah. me, but it's it's you know it is one of these things where it does um, you know build trust because it's not you just talking about yourself. So I think you know it it can be kind of a common thing that people say oh push back a little bit against patient testimonials, but these things are very effective and there's a lot of different ways they can be used. Well, one thing I know that in Australia, for example, we can't do patient testimonials written or video. Not yet, anyway. It may change down the track. But what an Australian podiatrist can do one, and we're, you're going to run through some of the processes of doing this the right way. But what an Australian podiatrist can do, if you happen to do a talk somewhere, it could be for Rotary, it might be independent retirees, whatever it is. After you've done that talk on whatever the subject is, you can interview the people who are at the talk and ask them to comment on how they found your talk on some, you know, on ingrown toenails or your talk on fungal nails. And you can use that, oh, Tyson was so good when he explained this, this, and this. 
you can use that because technically they're not patients. This is just mm. feedback on a talk that you did. So I think that's one way you could get around it. <laughs> that, that's that's a good way to kind of approach it there. I think that is important. To, you know, we're, we're kind of basically talking about social proof, right? Whether it be yeah. a video testimonial or someone, you know, that saw a lecture that you did that kind of speaks on your behalf or kind of gives you some praise, um, you know, kind of uh, to others. That that's what we're really looking for is that social proof. So you know, really, you know, we're going to talk about some steps here uh, that really will help you kind of create some impactful you know, patient video testimonials and. You know, really start off with. Um, it's important to determine what your goals of these video testimonials are, right? Um, we've talked about niching down in the past, even in a recent podcast. But you want to make sure that the testimonials that you get and the patients you're going after to do the testimonials, you know, are really going to showcase specific types of treatment. Um, they're going to highlight your clinic's expertise um, and kind of a certain patient segment, right? You're not going to, if you're really into sports medicine, you don't want a testimonial about diabetic foot care or you know, if you want to do ingrown toenail surgery, you don't want to be, you know, talking about, you know, onychomycosis maybe or something. So yeah. really knowing what you want to get out of it is, is hugely important because um, you're hoping these are going to, you know, build trust with potential patients in order to do that and get the kind of, you know, return on investment for either your time or your staff's time of doing it or you're outsourcing it to somebody else. You want to make sure that it's going to resonate with the right patients and the right kind of patient population. Yeah, I agree 100% because I don't think there's any point creating any content if it's not targeted or has a specific purpose in your podiatry business. Why talk about wounds if the last thing you ever want to see is a wound? No, for sure. Unless you're doing a video saying, if you have a wound, go somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) They go, oh, okay, we will. Yeah. And one thing you have to do also is like it's because it kind of comes into like choosing the right patients, right? This yeah. kind of like ties into the the types of care you want to provide. It's like who is that right patient, and you know how you select uh, the patients that are going to provide the kind of right testimonial. Like, are they an expressive, you know, well groomed, you know, jubilant person who's going to like attract kind of like we talked about previously, kind of like like attracting like. Like, are they going to kind of pull in patients that you want to see in your practice, right? And, you know, you want to have, you know, pick those people who have had positive experiences and they're really willing, you know, really willing to share. So maybe they've provided a written, uh, you know, review in the past or, you know, they've really, you know, been very vocal to you or your staff about being excited about the type of care they provided. So there's kind of like clues about who these right patients are and by, you know, kind of, kind of settling on them or kind of knowing who they are can be really helpful. But you really want to kind of consider, a diverse group of patients um you know obviously you want to make sure they're kind of in your niche but you know it, it, maybe it's someone that's you're know, treating sports medicine it's a you know that's the weekend warrior type it's the elite athlete maybe it's a high school athlete maybe you know it's men it's women you want to make sure you're diverse enough to really bring in uh, a lot of different people kind of in that patient segment that's really really important to you so you can focus on those kind of conditions uh, and treatments that are offered by your clinic and you know it goes without saying that especially in the US and North America and maybe in the UK, you need to make sure that they sign a release um, as well. Like um, there's obviously certain legal aspects of things, but making sure that they understand that you're going to be using this on social media or in advertising and marketing um, and just being really upfront with people and making sure they sign off on those things um, ahead of time so they don't feel like, you know, so they understand kind of what they can get themselves into is a really important component. Yeah, and also, and I mentioned this off here before, that I think ideally it's not that, you don't have to it's not about having super good looking patients, but the patients that you have on your videos have got to depict the type of patients you want more of in your clinic. 
So you don't want it, yeah, a barefooted one-tooth hillbilly getting on there who can't string two words together. And you go, you may have fixed their heel pain perfectly, but that does not depict the type of the more of the you want people to watch your videos go, yeah, that's that's me. I want to come in there. So it's got nothing to do with age, but it's just it's it's a certain type of patient that I think always looks good on video that just has one of those like appealing personalities. Yeah, you don't want to be pulling like answers out of people, right? Like yeah. if uh, if even if someone had an amazing result or is you know has expressed themselves maybe a little bit more in a reserved way about the kind of care they provided, you know, you're probably going to err on the side of someone who is a little bit more bubbly, a little bit more uh, outgoing, and just kind of really wears their heart on their sleeve about the, the amazing care that they provided. I mean, you don't want them to like be be too in that way, but you can kind of you you know in our profession we work with people all the time. So, you know, you, you kind of know that those five or 10 patients um, that are kind of your ideal patients that you've provided a great result to that have that ability to communicate not only with their words, but also just the way they express themselves and the way they carry themselves. I think you're right on the ball there that it is, you know, everyone, everyone knows those five or 10 patients. So it's a matter, it's yeah. a matter of just like, you know, like focusing on them. And, you know, the next step really is kind of jumping into, you know, having not necessarily a script, but like understanding what questions and what prompts are going to get the kind of best responses for people, right? So you need to develop kind of a list of open-ended questions or prompts to really help guide the testimonials. You don't want to like, you know, definitely uh, there's, there's kind of good questions and bad questions. Like we talked about, you just don't want yes or no. There's definitely ways to you know ask questions that'll lead to <laughs> yes or no's. And that doesn't make for a very appealing video testimonial. Like, uh, did you enjoy your care that you received at, Yes. Um, you know, pro arch podiatry. Yes. Yes. It was good. I've had well, that on, I've had that on the podcast when you have guests on. <laughs> and I've had I have had some guests where we will talk and I'll go, So when you did uh, yeah, is that right? And they go, Yes. <laughs> and I've had to stop the podcast and go, Okay, I'm just giving you a bit of word of warning. I'm gonna go back and ask this question again. And this time I need you to say more than yes. I said, because that sounds really boring on a podcast if that's all you're gonna say. Oh, yeah, sorry, I was just nervous. And then once I get the hang of it all, they're all fine. I, it's, it's funny you bring that up because I think there's a this, this two to three minute video testimonial is really like a story that we're telling. Yeah. Um, the story of this patient's kind of treatment path in a way. You know, like, uh, you know, we all watch, you know, Hollywood movies or TV shows and stuff. And there's the, the intro kind of getting to know the person, right? Like, you know, what brought them into, what brought you into the podiatry clinic? And I'll yeah. see Dr. Franklin uh, or Dr. McDonald. And that, letting them have you know a little bit of time to describe you know what their problem was the things they had tried you know the frustrations they had experienced um you know then you know kind of describe it you know that the, the condition the treatment you received did you do it on your own did you see another doctor there's ways of kind of pulling that um out of them and you know like what you know were you, you know why weren't you know what was the trying to kind of like see that little struggle that they have because there's always the intro there's some kind of middle part struggle or they just couldn't get the right treatment or it just wasn't working for them, you know, with another podiatrist or something. And that you have to like, we're not talking about bad mouthing people, but just it wasn't a good fit and they found some level of frustration. But then how did they get to the other end of that? Right. You know, how do their, you know, what, you know, they don't have to go into details as far as like, well, I had a lapidus bunny neck to me, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't have to be like that, but they had a certain procedure that led to kind of either a life-changing event or restored uh, their level of activity uh, since coming to see you in, in the clinic and then, you know, how has that changed um, their life in a way? And then, you know, just tell us about your experience with the the staff um, and the podiatrist you worked with 
and just kind of letting them go with those open-ended questions. Like I said, you know, asking good questions will lead to really good responses. And you know, like I said, that think about that, you know, very simple story arc where they're the like the hero, like the kind of hero's yeah. journey, right? They're they have a problem, they're looking for a solution, or they maybe you know, there's a couple of bumps in the road, but then how do they get to that, you know? you know, that, that treatment or that, that way that, uh, kind of gave them some resolution at the end. So if you think of it in that way in three parts, then it's able, you're able to, you or your staff or the people you're working with can really create a compelling narrative that will connect with potential patients. And the other good part too, when you're asking these questions, I think even if you ask a question, they answer it poorly, you can just say, okay, because you're just going to let the video run, Okay, right. I'll just ask you a question again. Put a little bit more emphasis on what you said there because that sounded really good. I just think a little bit more. Mm. And just give them that little, because you're the director of this as well. Right. So if they if they said something that was a really good point, you go, oh, that was really good. Can you say that again? And the next time they say it, it might have a bit more enthusiasm in it. And then because when you're doing the editing, you can cut it down to, to what actually worked best. So it's not that from... You start the video, you have to have all the questions. If they make a mistake, that's fine. Just re-ask, just give them to do the question again or the answer. No, that that's a great point. It is it's something where if someone, you know, they cough in the middle of the take or something happens, like that's the great thing about video these days is that, um, you know, whether it be an iPhone or a video camera, like you have kind of unlimited amounts of, you know, material, right? Like back in the day when we're taking, you know, you know, for the young people on the podcast, you may not know what this is, but a film camera and you have 24 <laughs> or 36 opportunities to take a good shot. You're a little bit more selective, but now you can just like, you know, I guess you're sometimes limited by memory uh, of a phone or of, a, of something, but you can just do unlimited video, right? So just get the best takes, uh, take your time and doing it. Um, I would say the next step is really understanding is this something you know asking yourself is this something you want you and your staff to take on like do you want to be the ones that plan the shoot uh is that something that you, you have a space within your clinic that you can really you know have you know good lighting maybe there's minimal background noise you have some type of backdrop that maybe has the logo of your clinic is that something you want to take on and you feel like it makes sense for you and your clinic or do you want to outsource or hire someone that um, is a video production crew, not only to handle that some of the like um, the shooting, but also maybe some of the prep work that they would handle all the equipment, uh, the lighting, those kinds of things. So it's important to make sure that you know whatever way you decide to go, that the patient feels comfortable and relaxed, mm. uh, and that just takes time uh, for you and your staff to get comfortable doing it yourselves, but also. Sometimes by bringing a professional that's maybe worked in a healthcare setting, it helps kind of speed that process up a little bit. Um, so you know, you know, considering like what kind of equipment are you going to usually have a dedicated camera, a dedicated phone, or using a tripod or some way to make sure that you have good, steady, and professional-looking footage. It's amazing what you can do these days when you have a tripod, a high-quality camera, decent lighting, a backdrop, and a quiet space. You know, a lot of that can be taken care of. You know, not you or your assistant or your marketing team or your, you know, your office manager, you're just going to be asking these kind of open-ended questions. And it's just going to be really the patient's voice you're going to hear as you kind of cut together. But knowing whether it's something you want to, your staff to do, uh, maybe a marketing agency can cut some of that stuff together for you or working with a, a film or video production crew, there's some different options you have there as far as, you know, planning and kind of recording the shoot. Yeah, I did a, a one-day video course, uh, iPhone video course here in Cairns. It was amazing just the little tips and tricks about 
getting the right angle and, and framing the subject and how you fade in and fade out. Just doing a, a one-day course yourself can make a massive difference to your video looking really boring or just having that little bit more professionalism to it where people go, ooh, did they bring somebody in to do this or did they do it themselves? <laughs> it sort of, it just lifts that level uh, a little bit. Yeah, and that's a great thing about the the tools we're talking about. Like, not a lot of them, you know, most of them are pretty inexpensive. So you can, yeah. you know, pra practice at home with your family, practice at home with, you know, your staff and stuff until you feel comfortable. Like you have kind of a routine or you have some type of process in house that makes sense. And if you don't feel comfortable with that, like, there's definitely other options and opportunities. But you know, the, the kind of the steps after getting that area set up is like recording the testimonials, right? You want to, like you talked about with the questions you ask, you want it to be as you know, letting them know, just speak honestly and candidly about what their experiences have been, you know, uh, obviously so utilizing these questions that you prepared to guide the conversation, but you also want to like, let some, let, let it be flexible enough where they don't feel like you're just trying to pull a specific answer out of them, right? Yeah. You really need to feel like you're having a conversation and whoever's asking the questions of the patient needs to kind of like feed off them. Like you and I, when you have conversations on this podcast, it's not just like, Tyson asks a question, I answer segment, and then we move on. It's like, no, we're having kind of a, a good conversation about different topics, um, and we feel free to just jump in and, you know, kind of expand on certain things like, you know, tell us more about this, or there, there's ways to kind of dive into a com conversation with someone when you're asking these questions, and, you know, whether it's recording multiple takes, there's a lot of op opportunities you have in the next step we'll get to with editing that a lot of this stuff can kind of be pieced together in ways that make sense and really provide that narrative like we talked about well we were saying before the idea is just keep recording re-ask the question if you need, need to re-ask the question and then like you said the next part is editing and basically putting it all together yeah for sure and, and like editing the video there's different ways of doing that right there's a lot of like free or inexpensive tools now available um you know we utilize something you know, with this show called, on our show here to promote it called Descript, which is a pretty interesting tool. Um, you know, each Mac, if you have a Mac that uh, you know comes out, you have iMovie to kind of go about and uh, you know it's a free editing app and it doesn't necessarily require um, a lot of time and effort to learn how to do that. So there's definitely you know free or cheap ways of doing it. You know, if, like I said, if you just want to offload it, you know, to a, a, a kind of a film production or an editing, uh, you know, they, they should be able to take care of that for you. What what's your video editing? A suite of choice. If you were editing a video, what do you use? Yeah, so there's kind of like there's three main, actually two main ones I use these days. So whenever I, you know, some of you might have seen things on LinkedIn or on our Facebook, um, as far as like these kind of short ninety second or two minute clips that I we use. Yeah. Um, with the transcription, all those things. So I utilize two tools usually. One is what's called Descript. So this is a um, basically a software that. You know, you load images uh, or, or video into it, and it spits out kind of, I'd say, about a 95% accurate transcript. And you can overlay images, overlay the text onto the video, uh, and just, you know, kind of decide what file, you know, what is going to be a, a rectangle or a square. So there's ways of kind of editing that, and I can export it uh, into something called ScreenFlow, which is a pretty simple video editor to kind of like, you know, chop up things a little bit more or add. Um, music or add some additional things. Uh, I, I probably would like to try to get better at this Descript um, program where I'm just doing everything in there. But for right now, I'm I'm kind of focused on two different um, software uh, platforms right now. How about yourself, Tyson? What do you like to use? Editing video is probably ScreenFlow is 
probably what I use because it's just easy. I've, I've used iMovie and there just seems to be more moving parts with it. I get a yeah. little bit frustrated with it sometimes. However, iMovie you can be doing on your desktop, laptop, iPhone, iPad, and they all talk to each other. They know exactly where you are at different times. <laughs> you can save it and then get on the other device and use it. It's a good pro, And I use uh, Headliner for doing my other videos and stuff. Yeah, it's really about kind of like trimming and editing these videos to like create that kind of you know cohesive and engaging narr narrative we talked about the story the kind of power of storytelling. So, like you said, we either use headliner or descript for the captions. It's nice to have titles. You know, maybe putting your clinic logo to make the videos really look professional. Yeah. You know, we put our podiatry marketing logo in some of those videos, um, but keep it relatively short and focused. Right. It's not like you don't want to hear about. You know, as much as maybe they want to tell you about their cat or their grandma, or if, if there's stuff that's not related to kind of that that narrative arc you want to tell, it needs to be you know chopped out of there. And you know, somewhere between one and three minutes in length is is a good amount of time for a testimonial because you, know, you want to be you know tell that short that story in an engaging way, um, in in ways that will keep people listening to the video and kind of building trust in in you and and the, and the care you provide. I also say that. You know, like when you after you get done kind of with that rough cut, there are different ways to kind of share and promote this video, right? So, you know, there's so many different social media channels these days. You got LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, you know, even on your own website, you know, uh, Google business profile. There's a lot of places where you can share this video, um, you know, and just really kind of um, gain additional um, visibility for it. But also, you know, if if the patient is willing to do the video themselves too, they're probably really more than likely to to share it on their social channels as well. So it's an opportunity to you know have that ongoing positive relationship with one of your patients when you can, and say, hey, you know, we featured you on our Facebook, or we sent out a newsletter. If you want to like send it to you know your friends and family, here is a link. Yeah. So making it very easy for them as well, um, and they're probably more than happy to share it with you as well. But I think that's um, one of the things I would recommend is like. You know, these videos can be reformatted and really reshared. Um, and like I talked about, like, you know, you have five or 10 of them. It's something you can kind of go back to over years. It's not just a one and done situation. These these are powerful things you can run campaigns on. You know, if you have different demographics you're going after, you know, there's different ways to mix up these to really um, get the most bang from the buck when you're spending the time and effort to make these video testimonials. Well, it's the thing is once you've got the video, you can then chop it, you can make it shorter if you wanted to do just shorts for YouTube or something like that. You can make them slightly longer and you can use them on Instagram, put them on Facebook, have them on your website. There's so many different places that you can actually put that information. The main part is capturing the information first. If you never have the video, you've got no chance of doing anything else. <laughs> so I think when you get the opportunity to, yeah, you have a patient that's just, the ideal patient. Sometimes you may not have everything just set up perfectly. I think in some businesses, and I've seen some of them do this, where they have a tripod with an old iPhone or something just hooked up and a, and a, a little microphone that just clicks into it, and that's always just set up in their clinic in a certain area. It's more in America because they do testimonials a lot more. And if they just have that perfect patient and the person's really good at talking, and they say to them, hey, would you love to do a testimonial for us about what you just told me then? And they go, yeah, not a problem. They just take them in this room. They've already got a little soundproof corner, plug the little lapel mic onto them, 
and they look into the camera and bang, they just nail it first time. They go, thank you very much. <laughs> so to me, it's if you have the room to have an area where it's, okay, they're not perfect, but they're the sort of things that you can produce on a fairly regular basis, that's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, it's not too dissimilar from how we do this podcast, right? Like I've got my, I've got my little nook in my house. Yeah. I've got, you know, the, the camera set up. I've got the microphone uh, and... You know, it takes a little bit of time to get a little bit of the lighting correct. But besides that, it's just it's pretty much let's get on this call and let's talk talk to each other and record the podcast. It's not too dissimilar from what happens when people are uh, recording, you know, video testimonials. And these are you know powerful ways to communicate things that I mean, you, you might get ideas, you know, for your own marketing or ideas about your practice when you have these. Um, not only is it kind of like great to get these insights and share them with your potential patients, but it helps you get feedback as well, right? It's, they might say things, you know, that you never really thought about, right? Like, mm. uh, or maybe they even will say things um, that they never expressed in, in the clinic room when they're kind of talking on camera. So it is a, a great way to kind of like, you know, display kind of the, the great care you provide for people, but also it helps elicit feedback so you can really understand kind of your patient's journey and how you can play a role, not only for their journey, but also, you know, potential patients to get more of them to come into your clinic. No, no, I agree 100%. So before we wrap up, have you got anything else you want to cover on this particular topic? No, I think it's it's one of those things, like I said, like uh, there, there's huge benefits to, of doing this. I think it's a matter of, you know, if you do have questions about, you know, how to get set up or what's some gear or, you know, what are some you know maybe places in your area, um, you know, to find um, video production capabilities, definitely happy to like, you know, help. So feel free to you know, visit podiatry.marketing, send us a message and Tyson and I can provide you some feedback or some help uh, to get started in this area. Yeah, we may even uh, on the 21st of October when we do our event in Chicago, all the information is on podiatry. What's what's the website to get to? <laughs> so you can go to uh, podiatry.marketing <laughs> uh, backslash live or you can go to uh, podiatrygrowth.com and uh, it's, it's there in the upper right-hand corner and uh, register to see what we're going to be talking about in Chicago in October. Yeah, and then when we finish the event, when everybody at the end of the day says, you guys were awesome, <laughs> we'll have a camera set up there. We go, now you tell the camera that because we can use that <laughs> next year when we do it in 2024. That sounds like a plan, Tyson. Yeah. Okay, Jim, that was great. So thanks for that, and I'll look forward to talking to you next week. All right, see you, Tyson. Okay, see ya. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, podiatry.marketing.